broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. I always dreamed we'd be back here. Dreams? Those were nightmares. The old codgers. Love it. Folks who are listening to the Drew Marshall Show, we're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. And we're live right here in southern Ontario, covering a population of 6 million on Joy 1250. Thank you for tuning in. It's time for the pub crawl, and that's where we crawl from topic to topic. We might talk about politics. No, we hardly ever do that. We might talk about current affairs, pop culture, even touchy-feely stuff. And a couple of guests on our show today to help us in this conversation. Uh, first of all, Trip Fuller. He's the host of uh, Homebrewed Christianity podcast. The website is homebrewedchristianity.com, homebrewedchristianity.com. And Scott Payeth. Now, I'm going to go to Scott right away here. Scott, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Scott, is your last name Payeth? Is there, is there a cooler way to say it? Am I missing this? Well, I don't know if it's cooler, but it, it's pronounced it's pronounced Payeth, like, like faith, but with a P. Okay. Scott Payeth with a P. Associate Professor of Religious Studies at DePaul University in Chicago. Scott, thanks for joining us. First time on our show, I believe, correct? Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, we'll find out. Uh, Trip Fuller, <laughs> Trip Fuller, he has been on the show before, and it's a it's a miracle that uh, I uh, have him back on the show. So, thank you, Trip. So good to uh, to have you. Anytime I get to talk to you is a better day. Did you hear how sincere my voice was when I did that there? Um, guys, you are uh, in for a treat because we've got some uh, some American topics to chat about today. Most of our news really comes from south of the border, unless it's hockey. So let's talk about the Muppets, first of all. Um, have, have the Muppets gone too far, or has Franklin Graham gone too far? Before the premiere of, uh, of uh, ABC's new remix version of the Muppets even had a chance to air, evangelist Franklin Graham posted his disgust on Facebook and asked his followers to contact ABC and demand its removal from the airwaves. And here's the quote. Uh, ABC is premiering a new, mature version of The Muppets that reports say will cover a range of topics from sex to drugs to interspecies relationships. It sounds like Captain Kirk and one of those blue aliens, doesn't it? With no subject being off-limits, it sounds to me like the whole show should be off-limits. Hollywood seems to be in a frenzy to see what new moral low they can reach on their programming. Their agenda is to promote sin to a younger and younger audience. I applaud the group, uh, One Million Moms, for speaking out against this and urging parents to call on ABC to take it off the air. The Bible says, Woe to those who call evil good. That was my... um my Moses voice. What was that guy's name again? Uh, Charles, my Charlton Heston. Heston. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Guys, mm. what say you? Trip, let's get you going on this one. Thoughts? Well, I, I, I mean, I think uh, Franklin Graham is everything Billy ever dreamed of gone wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, like, if you're talking about a guy that, uh, oh, his, has the Muppets gone too far? Things they've never done called gay adoption, kid recruitment for the gay agenda, wow. Um, wow. gone around saying that Islam is a very evil and wicked religion and that those Muslims should leave America because he knows they just want to put, like, Sharia law in place. Like, this is stuff he said on the record on purpose. Who knows what he does when he's full of the Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff, man. You have prepared for this show. Scott, uh, Scott Paith, which rhymes with faith. Uh, your take on this? Well, you know, my, my first instinct was to say, well, it was something that Franklin Graham said, so I don't care. Right. Um, but but then I was driving uh, down the street, uh, and I saw with one of the billboards, and I was with my, my daughters in the car, and it was advertising full frontal Muppet nudity. Uh, with a picture of sort of an, a naked Kermit the Frog with a towel over his uh, over his shoulder, and uh, my daughter looked at it and said, 
that's that's messed up. Um, and so, <laughs> and don't no, wait for it, folks. His daughter is one. Yeah. <laughs> so she's eight. But I was okay. like, so at that point, that gave me pause. Yeah. So <laughs> so the conversation I intended to have at that point. So are you saying that maybe um, Franklin has got a bit of a point here? The unfortunate thing is that Marshall McLuhan is correct, and that the medium is the message, and therefore the message is polluted because it's coming out of Franklin Graham's mouth. Because Franklin Graham is not Billy Graham, and Franklin Graham has kind of not represented. Uh, no, I don't even know what I'm saying. What's wrong with Franklin Graham, Scott? Oh, there's so many things wrong with Franklin. There's so many things wrong with Franklin Graham. Uh, it's impossible to know where to begin. But I, I think that the issue with the Muppets is is just that it's it's. It's the idea that you want to pitch something that's that's intended for a younger audience and sort of make it more adult. I was perfectly happy as an adult enjoying the Muppets when they were made for kids. <laughs> right. I don't need them. I don't need full frontal Muppet nudity. Right. Right. So maybe they are going a little far. Maybe they're trying to, you know, uh, I don't know, remarket themselves, rebrand themselves. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, is is it not a PBS kind of uh, funded by the government thing trip? Well, I, I, I mean, I think it's interesting because, you know, I'm always trying to spot Satan's secret agenda in Hollywood. <laughs> and You have um, to play movies backwards in order to see that. Oh, yeah, that's, I, that is why um, LPs are making a comeback, <laughs> is because Satan had to figure out how to install backwards MP3 players yeah. on our iPad. Yeah. But the, knowing that HBO bought Sesame Street... And who knows, you know, what Bernie and Bert and Ernie are going to be doing after dark when HBO gets a hold of it. Man. Like, I think that uh, Kermit's full frontal, yeah. full Monty froggy style is like the opening the crack for um, so to speak. Uh, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was on M- uh, MSNBC and uh, the Million Moms thing uh, got really upset that Miss Piggy was pro-choice. Right. Um, and, I, and it makes you ask, like... Is aborting baby pigs really a moral issue for evangelicals? Um, you know, because factory farming, dissecting fetal pigs in school, pig picking. Like, at what point is Miss Piggy's ability to choose, to di- like, to not have her babies destroyed in factory farms and dissected, uh, you know, like a God issue? Wow. Wow. I had no idea that you guys um, put some time into this. Thank you. Thank you very much. There was a million moms that were upset about it. Yeah, and apparently they're quite a powerful group. One million moms, they're speaking out against this and urging parents to call on ABC to take it off the air. Um, So one million moms. Are they a powerful group? Do you know that, Scott? Uh, I don't know that they're particularly powerful. They're powerful the way a lot of sort of pop-up evangelical groups are in the United States, which is that they've... They, you know, they, they, they exist, they've got a P.O. box somewhere, they've got a mailing list, and they're able to sort of rally uh, the troops if they can get them like Frank Graham uh, speaking on their behalf. Right. But in terms of do they represent an actual constituency, uh, I don't think that they really do. Okay. All right, so here's, uh, look, to summarize this, I'm, I'm hearing a bit of both sides here. Obviously, there's a bit of hilarity because we are talking about the Muppets and we are talking about Franklin Graham. However, you know, when... I guess the, the subcontext in all this is, does Hollywood impact culture? Does culture impact Hollywood? Uh, you know, I mean, I grew up in the days where we were, you know, Bill Gothard was getting us to burn albums uh, b- because there was demons in them and stuff. And I do remember actually in a concert, uh, Larry Norman concert, Larry Norman said one time, you know, I'm not too sure if, if demons get into albums and stuff because, like, what if they got in the wrong album, right? Like, what if they got in a Neil Diamond album? They'd be on the shelf for years, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. It's that is good science 
question right there. How demons get in into records. albums? Yeah, into vinyl. Yeah. Dude, demons in vinyl. Oh, that sounds like a whole new. Uh, never mind. Like a Las Vegas show or something. Um, so I, yeah, I just don't understand. Uh, you know, if my kids are older now, they're twenty six and twenty three, and I don't give a holy grunt whether the Muppets are going full frontal or not because it doesn't impact my thing. But if my kids were wanting to watch the Muppets and all of a sudden they're flicking the channels and they're and they're doing some things that I'm trying to push back the tide of culture on my kids, we all try to do that as parents. We don't want our kids getting totally adultized too quick. So is that the is that the issue here, uh, Scott? Well, I mean that that was the issue for me was just you know I wasn't really sort of up for having a conversation about that with my daughter on that day. Um, but in terms of the in terms of I mean the Muppets have always sort of sort of played fast and loose with um, with adult culture. I mean, you know, speaking of HBO, they had a show on Sesame Street just recently, which was a Game of Thrones takeoff called Game of Chairs, um, which was hilarious. Uh, and, you know, and, and had all sorts of references that, the, that the, the kids would never get, but that were just, just hysterical to me as an adult. But I didn't have to explain the adult stuff to my kids for them to enjoy it. And I think that that's the way that they may be going, you know, slightly over the line in that regard. Right, but right. again, if it's Franklin Graham saying it, my first instinct is just not to care. You know, it's it's so interesting how uh, the closer to death Billy has gotten, the uh, the more he's lightened up in his um, his dogma and uh, and his theology, and uh, his son is is going the other way. So. Uh, We'll, we'll see how that plays out in sure. the end. Uh, let's move on to topic number two on the pub crawl. I saw a thing that said uh, Toby Mac is named uh, one of Nashville's 25 most beautiful people. And I just kind of twigged in that a little bit and thought, hold on. This is this has got icky written on it. I'm not going to protest. I don't really care. But it did tweak me enough to bring it up today as a topic. Sure, he's a good-looking guy. And I guess that you got to have looks if you want to succeed in show business because, you know, um, who is the uh, uh, the ugly girl that won uh, the singing contest from England? Who was the organist? Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. You know, they had to fix. They had to make her better looking for her to career uh, to kind of take off. <laughs> but should Christian recording artists be a little different? Should they maybe decline such acclamation, or is it just another smart marketing move to help Mr. Toby Mac, with no space between his names, uh, sell more of his new album? Uh, we'll start with you, Scott. Um, well, I don't know. It's sort of weird. I mean, because I mean, a lot of Nashville recording artists are Christian, and so the very fact that you have a list like that, sort of in the Nashville recording scene, is is, is problematic, right? Because I mean, if if most of these folks are at least you know nominally Christian, you know, the idea that they're sort of picking the twenty five most beautiful is weird to begin with. Um, and the fact that the fact that he's sort of you know is explicitly a Christian recording artist. I guess it makes it a little bit weirder. But are we being unfair to Jesus singers because you know they're people too? You know, Trip. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I only just thought like when when Toby Max saw this, he thought, oh, "I'm glad I, that DC Talks broke up, or Kevin would have won it because he was always looking." <laughs> yes. You know one guy who would never win tw uh, 25 Most Beautiful People in the Christian Music Scene? Randy Stonehill. He's a buddy of mine, but he's ugly. Come on. Yeah, but he has, like, the perfect voice to match his face, where they're, like, both super quirky, so you pay attention to what they're saying. And Toby Mac's, like, mode of operandi is yeah. to never let anyone notice what he's saying. Right, um, right. To be distracted by the 20-year-olds that are dancing and playing on their um, their extreme sports while he still, as a 50-year-old white man, raps. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
you are just you know what is your podcast popular because you know you you sound uh, cooler than me and i would listen to it if i wasn't so busy <laughs> focusing on my life well my goal in life was uh simply to get the drew marshall bump so that's, that's it um huh? yeah you, did you see the description they put under him on it i where it said this sneaker freak and hat connoisseur and you know at that point is when i knew he jumped the shark like yeah, I, you know, back in the day, he was a Jesus freak and a Bible connoisseur. Um, but now, now it's just, you know, it's just aged into, into hats and sneakers. Yeah. Um, Scott, any comments on this? No, I, I think Trick pretty much summed it up. That was it? That's it? We're all done with that one? Well, thanks, guys. Thanks. For, well, thanks. Did, you, did you see the thing they posted, like, a couple weeks ago in L.A.? They got it. It was a big deal about, like, the most lucrative rap musicians, and Puff Daddy was number one. Um, and Puff hasn't had a good album, you know, for a long time. Uh, and the last time he was in the news was when he like tried to beat a USC football coach with a barbell because yeah. he like made his son work real hard in the, in, you know, on the football field. Oh no, he so, didn't. Yeah, I mean, I listen to LA Sports Talk Radio. Um, that way, we can watch the disaster of the Lakers season up close. <laughs> and the, and I thought like, you know, like Puff Daddy, Toby Mac. We have to realize, like they, that they're doing, they're monetizing whatever it is that they're doing. So as long as you, you know, like get over the fact that you are like working for Mammon while rapping about Jesus, then like he's succeeded at it, and the whole industry works because it succeeded. Yeah. So I don't feel like he should get picked on extra. No, the one who should get picked on is like the forty-year-old that's doing pop punk music still. Yeah. For like fifteen hundred dollars a show, it's like, yeah. well, come on, bro. Hey, listen, time to go to Starbucks. Why can't we all just get along? You know, why can't friends be friends forever? That's what I want to know. You know? No, you know, some people got to learn the hard way. <laughs> here's here's my favorite rapping. Have a listen. On the first cow here, uh, who's got fifty five? Uh, fifty five by fifty five by fifty five. No, say no, seven 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 eight seven eight no nine nine seven nine no fifty nine. Wait for it. It gets better. Fifty one now, fifty one now, one fifty one two. I two three 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 fifty four. Fifty four now, four now, five fifty five fifty now, four 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 now, half fifty four four now, five 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 fifty five five fifty five five now quarter. See how that works? That's how we do it up here in the country, folks. Let's uh, move on to the next and final topic here on the Pub Crawl. You're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We're on the phone with Trip Fuller, host of the Homebrew Christianity Podcast. If you think he's hilarious in this segment, go to homebrewedchristianity.com. Scott Paith, which rhymes with faith. He is Associate Professor of Religious Studies at DePaul University in Chicago, and his website is scottpaith.com, P-A-E-T-H, P-A-E-T-H dot com. In this conversation, Scott is the voice of reason. What happens when you combine 320 million people Guns and God. And the answer? USA! USA! Yeah! Jeez, you guys are nuts down there, and I need help figuring out what is going on. you got another mass shooting on an American campus where Christianity and Satan were part of the story. Yet another American Christian ministry falls short in their claim that the world would end last week. And American Christian preachers like Dr. Robert Jeffress, uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, Paula White, uh, Kenneth Copeland. I can't believe he's still allowed to do what he's doing. And uh, Gentison Franklin. I don't know who that is. They have aligned themselves with the 2016 GOP presidential candidate Donald Hair Club for Men Trump. What is wrong with your country? Trip, you want to take a stab at this one first? Well, I think it's important that all the Canadians know that uh, part of living in a country with a freedom and liberty deficit compared to your uh, southern neighbors is you don't understand the giant uh, uh, brilliance of someone like Donald Trump. 
he has decided on behalf of democracy to bring everyone's crazy ass uncle out of the woodwork <laughs> and he's going to do this performance art piece where everything y'all ever thought was wrong about united states he's going to get them all out in the open to, and we can all roll our eyes and then just move on because like this like this whole performance that he's doing is like what my bad dreams were like hmm. and now it's happening tv preachers laying hands on him dude. and praying dude jesus christ <laughs> Loves him. <laughs> Loves him. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Man, we got a new show together. Yeah, that was a disturbing video that I watched. And I, I never in a million years did I think Dr. David Jeremiah and uh, Kenneth Copeland would align themselves, even if Paula White was in the room. Um, Scott, your, your take? Well, I mean, you know, Donald Trump's faith is just huge. It's a, it's a massive faith. You have to understand that he's just, it's a gigantic, enormous faith. It's such an impressive faith that these guys have no choice but to acknowledge it. And if they weren't to acknowledge it, they would be total losers. It's true. Like straight up Nebuchadnezzar style. Oh, you are killing me. Killing me. We got to go on the road with this, with this, uh, with this act. Right, Drew, I want to know, I want to know what goes through normal Christians' heads in Canada when they see the mass shootings, because I, I like I, I, my neighbor is Irish, and then we're, I'm hanging out with Peter Rollins, who's Irish. They're both Christians, looking at me, going, "Why are Christians defending everyone getting to have you know packing heat all over the place?" Yeah, and you know I I naturally want to just defend God, country, Bible, and all things good, but they look at me like this is just this is like part of the American Kool Aid. Yeah. You know what? It, it's kind of the same uh, mentality that we have up here when it comes to a couple of things we hear in the news regularly. So here's what we hear in the news regularly. Somebody blew something up over in somewhere where there's oil and killed a bunch of people there. So we yawn. We don't care. Uh, there is another uh, black person here who killed another black person here. And, you know, because we're white, we don't care. And we live in the country and we don't care. And really, we don't care. And then the third thing we don't care about is when you stupid Americans start going on shooting rampages. Honestly, you're now in that category. Oh, well, I wish we cared more about guns in inner cities. And uh, that, like, those, that's like a real issue. But, like, defending the right to rock an assault rifle... And is uh, you know that's that's one of those like things I don't think gets con- explained in Christian ethics class. No, but you know P- Scott's a Christian ethics professor. He understands how Jesus packed heat. Yeah, yeah, I- absolutely. It's, it's it's in the book of Smith and Wesson. <laughs> first, first, first Smith and Wesson actually is where it's at. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I it really is a disturbing thing up here, and and it makes me wonder if there's any. And now this is a serious question here, as opposed to everything else. Um, you know, is there? Do you think there's any correlation between you guys claiming to be a Christian country uh, with God on your money, and uh, and and the fact that you have um, crazy God people doing crazy things, uh, whether it's mass shootings? Or uh, whether it's um, uh, predicting the end of the world or whatever, it's you. Ju- is it just purely the fact that you have three hundred, roughly three hundred twenty million people there? Is it just a per capita issue? There's going to be more freaks, Scott. Uh, I don't know because I, we got plenty of guns for everyone. It's not like we give them just to the crazy people. Everyone has one. They're all over the place. 
so I think it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's like that youth group lesson where they explain to you how, you know, if you don't use condoms, then you start sharing diseases among all your friends um, and then tell you, like, you know, like Satan is uh, trying to keep you, you know, wants you to get all sexually active, wants you um, being promiscuous, and then you all end up sharing these germs. At the end, you find out all your friends have HIV, and that's called pedagogy. Um, but, like, I think, like, our problem is we let everyone run around with guns, so it just starts seeping in, and you get the logic where, like, next-door neighbor's packing heat. If something goes bad, I need to have guns. I know plenty of liberals who all have guns just because they think, if we run out of water in Los Angeles, do you really want just the crazy right-wingers with guns? No. Yeah. I just I just finished watching the first season of Fear the Walking Dead. I wouldn't want to be without a gun in L.A. All I'm saying. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean... That when the zombies come and the military comes, dude, it's you're in L.A. without a gun. It's you're not. It, it's not just the zombies in L.A. It's the Botox-filled zombies. They'll get you. They yeah. will get you. Well, I, you know, look. There's a few uh, things that just kind of made my head tilt to one side, and uh, I thought, who better to have a conversation with than uh, Trip Fuller, host of the Homebrewed Christianity Podcast? You want to tell us a little something about your show? Do a little plug here, Trip. Well, um, it, it, the idea is I interview philosophers and theologians, and then they're your ingredients, so you can brew your own theology. Don't think uh, for you, but with you. And the idea is that most Christian theologies, kind of like uh, a PBR, it won an award over 100 years ago, but now it kind of takes tastes like uh, chilled piss and only works. It only fills you with the spirit if you're hanging upside down, consuming large amounts. And right. theology could be tasty. Right. Um, and, uh, it, and, and my book comes out in less than a month. Uh, guide to Jesus, Homebrew Christianity Guide to Jesus, Lord, Liar, Lunatic, or Just Freaking Awesome. Nice. I'm going to let you decide which one I pick. Nice. Well done. And uh, Scott Paith, tell us a little bit about uh, why people should go to your website other than to see how you know much of a stud you are. Uh, well, I, I got, a, got a couple of books that they could check out. Um, one's called The Niebuhr Brothers for Armchair Theologians, and so if you want to know uh, why American theology is so wacky, you can uh, read that and at least get a taste for uh, uh, how how American theology began to develop. Um, and then my most recent book is called Philosophy, A Brief Visual Introduction, which tries to uh, make sense of the history of Western philosophy with uh, attractive pictures. Scott Paith and uh, Trip Fuller, I knew it would rock. You guys uh, were fantastic. Let's go out with a little rainbow connection, uh, just to be all friendly and, and arm-huggy. Take care, guys. I hope you have a great weekend. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to Trip Fuller and Scott Paith. Good to chat, boys. Thanks. All righty. All righty. See you guys.